Hey, it's 6.30. Thank you for uh, coming back into the living room to, uh, again, talk with Jeff about some of the issues going on and Sara Sadat, who makes all the magic happen. Um, Jeff, we're glad to have you. There's There's been some changes. And just to uh, talk about what Jeff does, Jeff, you are an attorney who practices in DuPage. There's some signs of life coming back in the court system in DuPage, right? Tell us what's going on. Well, so the the courthouses, most of them in Illinois have closed down, which except for criminal matters that were critical, uh, nothing was proceeding. But the judge in DuPage has now um, entered an order that if you have a hearing, uh, something's in dispute, you can file briefs and the judge can make a decision without the oral argument. So, 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 so tell me what that isn't means. Isn't that a disservice though sometimes? So it, it really should not be. The attorney should be able to put together a brief okay. doing the argument that really sets forth everything. And unless the attorney isn't good at, at written skills and is much better at verbal. But in federal court, they've been doing it all the time. Um, you submit briefs. Okay. And then the federal judge, when they want to, will enter an order. What's going on in federal court right now? We've heard a lot about what's happening in the local courts. I heard even the Illinois Supreme Court is currently uh, right. closed. Right. I haven't it's, seen anything like this, but federally, what's going on? So, you know, federal court is closed too, although, you know, in federal court, they've always had um, the situation where if it's an agreed order, you can enter it. Um, and judges work all the time. I had a case last year, the judge was working on Saturday, probably from home, yeah. um, issuing stuff. So, you know, federal court will probably proceed because they've been, for the most part, doing things by written motions and written briefs and entering a decision after they read that. Um, so the, the court's I think, and what I'd like to see, mm -hmm. is they'll be able to function without people in the courthouse. As you know, as you may know, when I did unemployment hearings, everything was by telephone. So it was very rare when the parties would come into the office, and, you know, into a, and have the hearing there. We would have the hearing by phone. We'd swear them in. We'd go through the preface. They, we'd have them testify, the cross-examination, the direct examination. You would not be able to see them. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, we were able to, you know, I was able to make a decision. Wow. Um, so uh, actually, I mean, so it's kind of that balance. People are trying to figure out, like, how cautious to be, but how much life can still go on. We have a couple of pictures today because I, I know some of our viewers have been housebound all day if you see the mess in, on our table it's the kids are all at home the wife is working we're e-learning so yeah the so, proper term is we're e-learning e-learning e if you if you call watching youtube all day e-learning no, myra no. is excelling she might even no, skip it's, it's funny that you're saying that the e-learning platform is set up in a way where they have actually online meetings so my fifth grader um they scheduled a meeting at 10 30 so everybody turns on their camera they all look at each other they all you know, talk to one another. We try to do, do they a pass pledge of allegiance. Notes uh, between <laughs> each other. Or? No, they all stood up. They recognized birthdays. I mean, it was really sweet. It was like part of a community. Right. The other thing that they did was just this morning we all did the pledge of allegiance. It's the small things that matter that actually bring like the rest of your normalcy back into your life. 
it's um you know with with the pandemic and all the all the news and um all everything that you just keep hearing left and right you need to have a sense of routine and a sense of normalcy just taking a shower in the morning just getting ready and sitting and situating well, I think, yourself I think humans like really are very resilient i think that normalcy you know you get in your routine but the way humans are they're they're always able to find new ways i think um right it's, it depends. I was uh, lecturing at an elementary school last week. Definitely they, not during the quarantine. <laughs> no, and it may have been two weeks ago now. And they don't have any technology, so they didn't know how they were going to handle it if they closed the school down, which is what happened. In Downers Grove, everyone has Chromebooks, and they have the software to deal with students. So the kids could be at home. Yeah. And with the Chromebooks, pretty much the school just goes on. The high schools have smart boards. Yeah. So, you know, it can, can continue if the teachers go into the school. So it depends what kind of technology you have. Right. Well, and I mean, you know what? They have also been mass deploying Chromebooks. Just in Lombard, right. um, they deployed close to 1,000 Chromebooks just yesterday and today. Oh, wow. So they're doing this, right? So they're actually getting ahead of the curve. So... Um, yeah, all the money that was possibly in reserves, well, now is the time to actually use that money. Anytime we talk about, okay, you know, people have this much amount of money in reserves, they're collecting this much money from the taxpayers. Well, when you have a pandemic and you need to make sure that normalcy occurs and you continue to deliver services and you continue to deliver goods and a proper education system for our children, who knows when the schools are going to be back up? Who knows how quickly we're going to be able to flatten this curve, right? This is the time for all of us to kind of rely back on that reserve that we have set up for us. And I'm sure you guys get this all the time. There are all these jokes about um, you know, divorces happening because everybody's God so forbid, confined. God forbid, that's not a funny joke. Well, you know, I've seen numerous memes online. Either they, they talk about either being turning into alcoholics or having a divorce happen and these are not these are sometimes you're talking about real, during the quarantine or during the right, quarantine because you got the couples who have been used to not being together very much Whoa. now we're going to be 24 7 together problem, <laughs> i dated a consultant once in another life and i'll tell you this everything was perfect so she stopped traveling i think we lasted a week after that and uh called it a day but i think um the most important thing oh sarah has popped something up on the screen evidently so let's look at that we were talking about the normalcy of life and, and trying to find that balance and you, you know working in the journalism field myself um i just wanted to give a little shout out to the people that when we're at home watching what's going on thinking about the people who are bringing the message and thinking about the first responders and thinking about everyone who's out there the doctors and nurses who's risking their lives to try to create a solution for the rest of us, to try to increase what humanity is doing. And sorry, you're flipping through this quite quickly, but I, I want to uh, go through a few of these slides. Maybe if you go to the next one, this gentle, go back if you would. This gentleman, uh, Mike, is with the uh, Chicago Hearing Society. Michael, you might see him. He's actually on a lot of the press conferences um, doing sign language and, and basically making sure that our viewers are getting pertinent information 
when they watch this one so that they know exactly what's going on. So you, you'll see him in action. I, I saw him and I was like, I've got to get a selfie with you because I admire what you're doing, that you're getting your message out there. But it, you'll notice I, <laughs> I did a six feet selfie. This is this is the new way of life. Um, anyone that knows me knows to a fault. I, I, I like my selfie, but I've had to, again, redefine how I do that. Um, see what else is out there. Another one with a mic and I. Um, so actually, the, the press conference we were covering is about a new hotline that Cook County has opened up. So this is important to our viewers who are watching Cook County. That number there, 708-633-3319, that's a way to get updates. So you've probably seen this on the news. Make sure that if you live in Cook County and you want the latest in what's going on, Cook County has established this. So um, that's what we were there covering. Uh, let's see what else we got out there. And this is the message makers. Those are the people who are out there. You have the reporters, you have the photographers, people who are going out there. And I got to tell you, you know, there's that level of anxiety that all of us are feeling, that every one of these journalists is feeling, that, um, I, I mean, I can't say it enough. You go there and, and, and it's not a sense of dread, but a sense of duty. It's that you're going there and it's not about the paycheck, but it's about the fact that you're doing a public service, that people are relying on the information that you're trying to get out there. So, I, you know, this show is about telling a message. That's why right. we brought you on, because you've got a message to tell. You know, a, a lot of a lot of workers are in a situation now where they're temporarily out of work. And, and, and we brought you on to tell that message. And I just wanted to spend a few seconds talking about the other message makers who are out there in the field delivering that message to the rest of us. Well, law enforcement and first responders and the people in the medical field, I don't know how they do it because, you know, they may be risking their or their family's life um, two, and they do it happen. every day. They, um, the latest was that two Chicago Fire Department um, mm -hmm. personal members were diagnosed, one Chicago police officer. And I guarantee you go on the city of Chicago right now, and there'll be law enforcement, there'll be firefighters out there working, knowing the risk, but still knowing that they've got a duty. And it's just. Well, their care of other people that, you know, it, it's just amazing. And it's, you know, we couldn't do it without them. Oh, absolutely. And it's very important to um, to acknowledge those who put, put themselves second to what's going on in the world and step up because it's that type of compassion we need more of. Right. And, and again, um, I appreciate your compassion and giving your time. I know you've got hourly rates and everything, but you've come to help people find out what, um, and you've waived those. You've waived those to come and talk to people about how to go about a very difficult times in their lives if they if they happen to find themselves. Right. Dead. Well, the, you know, the people that are unemployed right now, you know, for not because of anything they've done wrong, they have no money anyway. So they need help and they have no ability to hire an attorney to help them. So, you know, I, I try to help for free. Um, I mean, there's a lot, I just read this morning, I think unemployment nationwide is up 70,000. And I think they were saying, uh, I remember it's something like 3 million they estimate by the time this is over with, they'll be unemployed. Um, that doesn't mean they're permanently losing their job, they're just, filing for unemployment because they currently can't work. Projects have been canceled. You look at the sports world and you look at uh, people out for seasons. Uh, I mean, it could be short term, but when you're dealing with that, you know, 
the concerns there. And, and some of the advice that you gave yesterday that, that uh, really resonated with me is don't delay. Don't sit there thinking about when to file. File, because otherwise you could lose that week of money that's yours, that you're entitled well, to. Well, there's also, so what I said yesterday about the one-week waiting period, um, uh, there's now a new federal law that was just signed into effect that's putting pressure on states to get rid of that one-week waiving period. So there's money going to states if they remove that waiving, that one-week period. So for those of you in Illinois, you may not have the one-week waiting period. Um, the law was put together rather quickly. It's a very lengthy bill and law, and I haven't been able to read it all today. Yeah. I'm going to go through it. There's some things that are going to have an impact further down the line. Um, this is just having a major impact on the economy. I, was, I dropped off some of my dry cleaning today and the hangers looked a little sparse. And she was mentioning people aren't dropping off their dry cleaning and they don't have that huge margins. Me, you need to drop off your dry cleaning. <laughs> Help out the dry cleaners. Anything I can do to put money back in the economy. Um, Jeff, one of the things that uh, I'm very grateful because along with your expertise in Illinois, we've had some um, questions coming in from other places um, and, and you did a little research, but we've got a couple of questions that I want to ask you. Um, after I filed, there is a line that says you are not subject to the Illinois Employment Service registration requirement. Does this mean I don't have to look for work? So it's so for union members, is they don't have to... Uh, do the certs. They're not required to look for work if they're a union member. Um, so my guess is that person is a union member. And and so as long as they follow all the requirements of the union, you know, entering their name in the book or there may not be anything, uh, that's all they have to do under the state of Illinois and they get their unemployment benefits. Okay. So for example, when union members, some union members get laid off um, at certain times of the season. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, winter, there may not be any work, and so they're laid off for a few months. They don't have to look every week for three or more jobs. They just have to report to the union and meet all the requirements of the union. So that uh, most likely answers that question. Uh, if they're not a union member, then they do need to be um, actively looking for a job. Um, I got to ask you, Jeff, when uh, we were talking yesterday and I gave you a list of states to help me uh, look up, did I happen to mention Nebraska? You did not mention Nebraska. Okay, uh, we've got some uh, questions coming in from Nebraska. Okay. So um, most of the states have the, the two different laws, the voluntary leaving and misconduct. Okay. Um, it's just the different standards. Uh, for example, in Illinois, if you're taking care of a parent, a child, or a spouse, you you know because they're ill, yeah. you can collect unemployment. For example, in Texas, they don't have those same requirements. It's just a child, so not a spouse or a parent, uh, but very similar. Okay. Well, and speaking of Texas, I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of uh, legwork you did there because that uh, I'm, I'm sure that. Tell us about what you learned about Texas, would you? Well, so it's, you know, it's when you don't practice or do something in the area, it's just a lot of work to find the sure. laws okay. and then 
you know, find where they have it. So ours is a section 601, 602. Texas, Nebraska, all the other states won't just be 601. Um, so I had to look and find where their different standards are okay. for when you're severed from work. Um, and that's what I was able to do in Texas is find where the voluntarily um, leaving and the misconduct was in their statute. Um, I didn't look at any cases because I can't give opinions on other states' laws. I could just tell you what they say. Okay, yeah, could you tell us uh, what they say, just enough to give some general well, that's So the misconduct in Texas, uh, the law states that um, if you're the cause of loss of work in Texas, mm -hmm. uh, then you're not entitled to unemployment benefits. Same thing if you voluntarily leave and it's not because of the employer, um, you're not entitled to unemployment benefits unless you're taking care of a sick child. Okay. All right, sorry. Any well, questions? that's yeah, that's very helpful. That's a lot. It's a lot different than what we have here. I would recommend though. There's probably attorneys in Texas that help, and Illinois also has. You know, I, I forgot to mention this. For employees and employers, they have free legal help if you want. I don't know how overburdened they are now. Right now, yeah. They were overburdened, you know, years ago when it was just a normal amount of claims. Uh, but you can, there's a number if you look on the IDS website for an attorney to represent you for free. Well, what I'd also like to mention is that we have a lot of people who are dealing with these issues that are going to come across similar problems. And I encourage you guys to reach out to each other because if if you find a solution, I think this is what we always preach, that, that, that we help each other out. So part of the thing is help each other out. If, if you learn something, communicate with your other brothers and sisters in the union and let them know what you found. And if right. you if you have something that you're all tripped up about, let us know. And I know, Jeff, we'll, we'll at least... And and people can reach out to you if they have a question or call me. Um, we can answer them when we're not on the show, too. Sure. Um, it's, you know, with court closed now, I'm a little slow. Um, don't mind helping people out. Uh, so that's perfectly fine. And, you know, and it, it's interesting. So I got a call from a congressman today because um, of the new law. He wanted to know my opinion on it. What is the new law? So there's, because of the coronavirus, um, they are now, um, they've allocated a lot of money for states uh, to help with the unemployment because unemployment's going up. And, you know, for example, there's a parameter of the number of unemployment claims increase, I think it's 20% mm -hmm. uh, from the past, then money kicks in for the state. Um, and that's where the, waiver of the one week kicks in. Uh, but I was explaining to him the long-term problem that we might see. Um, so when you have businesses that have um, narrow profit margins, small profit margins, you know, restaurants, gas retail stations, stores, yeah. retail, um, their employees are going to get money for being off. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the federal, the new federal law kicks in and it'll allow 52 weeks of unemployment benefits. I hope that 
this doesn't continue for more than uh, a few weeks. What was it before, and what is it going So to under the state, it's 26 weeks. After that, the federal government kicks in for an additional 26 weeks. Um, where that's going to play in is that person at the business gets laid off, and then that business closes down. And so they may not be able to find a job uh, for more than 26 weeks. It may take them almost a year with the economy. And the, the problem that's going to happen is with these small profit margins for a lot of businesses that have just been hanging on mm -hmm. and they're able to keep running. Mm -hmm. um, and then they open up and then the employees go back to work and everyone thinks it's honky dory. What'll happen is next year is their tax rate for unemployment will go up. So the employers have to pay the money that has been paid out in unemployment benefits over a three year period. So they will now be hit with more expenses. And when their margins was really close and they've been closed down for a long time, they just aren't going to be able to handle this. So this is the opinion that you were offering the congressman? Well, it wasn't an opinion. I was explaining to him with what's going right. on, what I foresee in the future, um, that, you know, Congress, so they just got this bill. They, they only had maybe a few hours, maybe a day to read it. And it's quite complex and mm -hmm. it's quite long. Um, and, of course, I've been doing unemployment for some 30 years now. It's a little easier for me to understand and see the future. And that's a big concern for me is that, you know, these employers are going to be hit and then it impacts the employees. Yep. So, you know, if someone that you, know, you go to work. It will be a compounding effort. I mean, as when the economy gets back up, there's just going to be another pitfall and another pitfall. So. That makes complete sense. Right. So you may have people that, and, and unemployment benefits, you know, only pays approximately two-thirds of their wages. So they're just struggling to the employees. They go back to work, and let's just assume businesses just start up right away. Mm -hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden come tax time when they're, you know, the deductions change in January or July, the businesses now are going to get hit, and these some of these are going to close down, and these these employees are now back to being unemployed. And then if they're not working, they're not buying stuff, and then more businesses close. So did the law take into effect already, or is this still a bill? No, it was signed. The bill was signed by uh, President Trump yesterday, I believe it was. So when does it go into effect? Yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Okay. As soon as he signed it, it went into effect. It allows. Um, the money to go to states right away. Okay. So it was good that, you know, they did this. I mean, the the general philosophy was to get more money to states because there's no way that they can handle the amount of unemployment right now. No, and uh, I don't know if any of you guys have tried calling IDS this morning. Um, I tried around 9 o'clock. I had a wait of about 16 minutes or so. So Did someone answer the phone? Uh, yeah. Okay, because it's, <coughs> excuse me. That's... Well, actually, I didn't wait the entire 16 minutes, right? Okay. So it basically tells you you're in queue. And after a while, I was like, okay, this is going to be a very long time. So not to add to the burden of um, the people on the other side who are answering, I decided to drop off. 
But again, um, my throat's going dry. Cold. I know. <laughs> can I get you some water? No, I got this will work. All right. So I can tell you my experiences. It's and I'll be attacked by IDS. Um, it's usually no one's answering the phones. Yeah. It's you can you're stay in the queue for a long time. Um, you might want a fax or something. Yeah. So so I. <laughs> You're gonna have to clean this mic. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I have. Um, uh, yeah, we have disinfectants all over the house with the children and uh, whatever's going on out there. You can never have too many. We do have one question here, and and um, what I have got to ask is, well, no, you know what? Let me post this to you directly. Okay. And, and say that if someone's in the state, um, do they? apply for unemployment in the state in which they are in or in the state in which the headquarters are for the company that has been sending them the W-2. And, and I just want to speak for a moment about what I've personally learned, at least um, with my union. And, and then I'm curious to see how it works, generally speaking, too. In my union, I was encouraged that you are, with unemployment insurance is being held in that state, that you are residing in and to apply in that state. Now tell me what you so, and it is a different state to state. So all, all the states have reciprocity with um, the states. So if you work at the headquarters, the business you work for is in another state and you live, for example, in Illinois, you have the option which to apply in. Okay. My recommendation is whichever you have better benefits in, you'd want to apply. So if your headquarters was in Texas, you were working for a Texas company, and you live in Illinois, and you're not working because your parent is ill, and the doctor advised you to take care of that parent, yeah. Texas won't allow you to have benefits. Illinois will. So you would apply in Illinois. Also, you want to figure out what your average weekly wages will be, actually average weekly benefits will be in Texas and, and Illinois and apply where your benefits are. Can the average person figure all that out? I don't think so. Well, you, you know, what I'm wondering is, because some, some of our workers, um, and I'll talk to, I just watched the Channel 7 um, segment where they were talking about IATSE workers just today, who were let go and when they look for their w-2 they have a drop down of say 10 people that uh, 10 companies that have hired them from various different places so what is for, um we'll get to that in a second but um well no actually we'll get to that now i guess um but you did derail my thought just a little sorry um it, it, it's i'll remember this is our this is our quarantine love happening <laughs> this, this is what our marriage looks like uh and this is on a good day um so they represent uh, stagehands, um, people in theater. Um, they're the stage workers who make things happen. They're the guys behind the scenes who are out there with NABIT, with IBW, with AFTRA, that represents actors, uh, stage guild um, actors, and also news reporters. But uh, back to my question. So it, uh, you get 10 different W-2s from different states, from different companies you're working for. For simplicity's sake, if you live in a state, is it then better to file in that state? Because you obviously can't be filing unemployment all of so you can So you can only file unemployment with your last employer. 
So if you worked in the last, you know, 365 days, every day was a different employer. Mm -hmm. It's your last employer. If they don't have future work for you, then you can file because of that. So even though it might be. But, but let's assume they would have future work because it's one of these situations where it's very specific to what's going on right now. So you're on a temporary hiatus or layoff, so, but you need something to get through there. So, th so there is a potential for a future work on the horizon. Does that change the outlook at all? So it's not what the, it's your last job. Mm -hmm. So who, if you work for A on, on, you know, three days ago and then B two days ago and then C yesterday and C said, don't come back to work. We don't have anything for you. Regardless of whether C told you that morning, it's only one day anyways. If C doesn't have any future work for you, C is your last employer. Okay. Regardless of D saying, I'm going to have work for you in the future. That makes sense. Um, sir, I'm sure you've got questions. I just want to um, make sure that we answered this question. And I, and I can go in a little detail because some people have asked about this. Um, well, I mean, for example, I, I get your train of thought. If I have two employers and I'm simultaneously working for both employers, so how would that work? So, right? let's so I think say, that's the sure. situation we're in right now with the IOTC workers. We're they're getting checks from two, three, maybe four different companies, depending on what it is that they're doing. So let's say they're working for A, B, and C. Yeah. Okay. Right. And we'll make it easier. They work two hours for A in the day, two hours, then they go to B and work two hours, and then they go to C and work two hours, and none of them have employment for them on the next day. Uh, C would most likely be the last employer, okay. but they can file against all three if it's confusing. Okay. And then the state during the hearing is going to have to decide who the last employer okay. is. Um, you probably will have to pick C. If that's the last one you worked for, that would be the last uh, employer. Uh, once again, so if you haven't worked for C for 30 days, they're not even going to be charged. If B, you haven't worked for C for 30 days, or A, you haven't worked for 30 days, it's the last employer that you've worked for 30 days. Okay. Let me reply to one of the Facebook and comments. It's, and it's, you know, one of the things I've never had to oh, deal with, to and I don't know if I can even answer it. So if you've never worked for an employer for 30 days, I don't know who gets charged with that then. Hmm. I don't know who would be responsible for that money. And that's how would would you still be able to file for unemployment? Yeah, so you your unemployment benefits is based on your average weekly, you know, okay. benefit amount that's calculated just based on the totality of reporting. So if okay. you worked with for 20 employers in that one year period they calculate based on that. They don't calculate on a specific employer. Um, so, right. So it would be based on that. This is so complex. And how long have you been doing this, Jeff? Well, I've been doing okay. it for 30 years. So, you know, I've been this. an administrative law judge. So that this was something I had to learn because people would come in. There's also an interesting part of it. It really doesn't apply to what we're talking about. Uh, but if you're arrested and you're unable to go to work because mm -hmm. you're, you know, incarcerated, uh, the police arrest you for a few days, you don't show up for work, uh, you can't post bail, 
you know, you're for a couple of weeks and so they fire you, you're entitled to unemployment benefits um, because of that. So um, since you're also in family law, there's also a component to um, child support, right? That does, how do you guys actually handle certain cases like that when a, when a parent is unemployed? Um, how does child support and that actually work? Where does the benefit go and all of that? So the calculation is still based on the benefit amount that the person receives from unemployment. Now, that's a really, really good question. So, thank uh, you. <laughs> so, uh, child support, you know, is calculated based on a person's income. It's now based on both spouses' yeah. income. Uh, and if one spouse is now making less because of unemployment, they need to go into court right away to get their child support payments lowered okay. or increase because the other person's paid. If they don't uh, go into court, if they don't file anything, uh, then they're still responsible for their child support based on their income. Um, typically when it lowers, um, a lot of judges will just order the dependency, the amount that uh, the state gives you for unemployment that's related to dependence. Um, for that, but they can calculate it on the whole amount, okay. and then that should be paid to the child support. Um, the The court has to make a decision as to whether the person reasonably left. So, for example, IDS may decide you're entitled to unemployment benefits uh, because you voluntarily left because mm -hmm. you had to help someone out, but a court can decide that you shouldn't have left work. You should have continued working and may not lower the amount of child support. So there's two different standards, right. um, and it's up to the judge to decide what they want to do. If you're just joining us, I just want to recap. We have um, Jeff Jacobson, who's talking to us about unemployment. Unfortunately, it's a discussion that we have to have because a lot of people are currently finding themselves in a situation where they at least need to explore it. I want to um, hit on a couple of the points, the key points that in my mind at least that stuck out. Don't waste any time if you're thinking that maybe I need to file, file, because if you don't, you're, you're risking a week's worth. Um, and now, so do you remember where they go to file? Um, Sarah, yeah, I'm sure I, you do. She was taking my Google, notes. You Google IDES, uh, that's Igloo, Delta, well, Elephant and Sarah. Sam. As Sarah. for Sarah. Well, and thank you. So thank you for taking those notes. But I also want to remind uh, that we have plenty of people from different states going. Right. So to to then Google um, the unemployment in their state and right. So and verify, yeah. verify, trust but verify, right? Right. Yeah. So so um, unemployment's typically the word. Technically, it's uh, Department of Employment Security. Um, Texas, when I looked at, looked for it, they don't have any of those terms. It's a, it's a whole different agency that does it. But typically, if you search on unemployment, you'll be able to find it. Yeah. Uh, if and, you search for unemployment in Texas, how to file, like those are the those are like the search terms that usually brings us up. So for the person that's in Nebraska, Nebraska unemployment, um, how how do I file? Go for the ones that have the .gov on the end, the .gov. Do not go for .com or any other um, trailing address lines because those are typically not not where you want to go. 
And, and you shouldn't right. also be paying for filing unemployment either. So that's that's a big hoax. So make sure that you steer clear of that. Uh, here's an interesting question that came up. How do you go into the court with it closed? Um, now, So if it's closed, it's closed. I mean, you, you can't go into court. There are some cases, uh, criminal cases, where they're still proceeding. Um, most of the courts in Illinois, if not all of them, so I don't practice in Southern Illinois, everything's electronically filed. So for example, as I was mentioning, if so, you want so a reduction- I, I, I wanna emphasize that, that, that these are available online. We were talking yesterday right. about some issues where just because of the surge of people trying to access it, sites were down, but uh, just be persistent with it, right? But uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you were yes. saying yeah, electronic, if the courts are closed, go to it online. So you can file online. I don't know what kind of staff there is now. So I already have permission to file online. So it's easy for me to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, file online. If you've never filed online, you're not an attorney. Um, there's a, you have to request permission. I don't know if that's automatic. I don't know if there's a person that does that. Um, and I don't know if that person's there, but you know, if you have a motion or something you want to file, as long as you file it, um, you've met some of the deadlines. So for example, child support, it goes back to the date you file it. So if you're asking for a reduction in child support, and you file it today, but the court doesn't hear it for two months, it can go back to today's date. If you wait two months, it only goes back to that date. Okay. So yeah, the courts aren't completely closed. Okay. They're not. And also, um, you're able to get a hold of at least DuPage counties. Um, oh, office, I, wait, I, I, just, I, I just gotta take a moment to say what I love here is some people providing information mm -hmm. to other people uh, they've gone to they've gone to their state thing and they're telling other people what it is you know what i think what we need to do is is, is create these group apps with people who we could be helping out because at the end of the day we're all learning we got jeff here as a good resource you're just lucky enough to i'm lucky enough to have him as a friend and someone um that that we've known and trusted in the community but he, You've got people you know and trust in the community. You've got people who might rely on your knowledge. Start these group texts. Let's, let's share this information like we're doing now because we're all going to be in this together. Right, and, and if you've got the addresses for the all the unemployment offices yep. in the state, um, that's obviously very helpful. And I will flash it on the screen if you guys will send it to me. Cody Banks and the information for Nebraska. It's newworks.gov. So that's for Nebraska. Um, if you guys want to send more information, go ahead and reply back to Facebook. Um, that's the best way that I can show your comments. You, you, you know what else? If you could go ahead and pop my phone number on there as well, because as often happens, you you think of the question after the yeah. fact. And um, Jeff was saying it's a little slow for him, so I know how I'm <laughs> going to keep him busy. And that's um, um, getting questions answered and being proactive and, and trying to help people well, with the issues that they're having at, to deal with. Right at now. Texas, I think it's the workforce is the name of the agency in Texas uh, that handles all sorts of stuff. Uh, but unemployment is one of the things they handle. Okay. I don't know how much involvement I'll have in Congress tomorrow. So we'll see. 
because they're moving really quickly. So, so. what we do, so tell, tell me about that. How does that work? Um, you're serving in an advisory role, or, or I'm just volunteering. I'm just helping out. Um, I don't know how widespread it's going to get, and I I have a feeling because of your show, uh, some of the congressmen have heard about it. Oh, um, we we do have a very popular show. <laughs> I, I think that's where they figured out they should contact me to really? ask questions. I don't know how else they would have known. Wow, that's uh, so. fantastic. You know what? I really appreciate your time here. And then I also really appreciate your time going to Congress and representing us. Yeah. Um, that is that so is it's fantastic. Yeah, so I don't know how much. I know I'm going to be spending most of my evening reading a bill, which if you've ever read a bill, they're not very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not enjoyable. They're not like a board packet. I always find my board packets very <sighs> enjoying. <laughs> it's probably very similar to a board packet, <laughs> except you kind of know where the information is coming from. With Congress, it's coming from throughout the United States, and everyone has something that they're concerned about. Yeah. So It so. was a really nice, um, I mean, at, at the end of the day, having bipartisan um, putting by putting partisan politics aside and working for the good of the people, and how quickly this bill turned into a law. Well, and that we're was a all very, about very nice uh, thing. helping the people, which is why we are um, so lucky again to talk about and help people with their issues dealing with unemployment. Well, you know, and although I heard, um, I don't remember where he's from, stating that um, one. The death rate of coronavirus is 1% to 3%, and he was saying so it's 97 to 99% of the people live. So that's not a big deal because there's more people that die from car accidents. There's more people that die from the flu, so we shouldn't be shutting down anything. We should just be going and doing things as normal. Because what a socially irresponsible outlook on life. I right. mean, Here's the thing. I don't even know how to respond to that so much as to say the most, uh, I guess, heart-wrenching photos that I've seen. And it's, again, people sharing their lives and their intimate, uh, um, you know, situations where they say only the vulnerable are affected. This is my vulnerable. and pointing to the people they love and care about. And the, and the fact that, that people amongst us will be like, well, there's a certain... Uh, um, collateral damage that's acceptable to us and right. let's put profit and let's put business ahead of our humanity. Right. Well, it's, you know, and I, I don't know whether I'll get it, whether I'll be ill, but I am now not seeing my mom because of fear I might be a carrier and she gets ill from it and suffers. Yeah. So there's even though, you know, there are people that are not dying, they're suffering. There, there's a lot of things that we can't do. I, you know, I'm careful who I socialize with. I'm not in large groups. You know, I'm watching the six feet, and although we're dangerous now, you know, my hope is that I don't carry it. So I'm, I'm avoiding, you know, my mom. And my, you know, we're doing it by phone. My mom isn't a, a uh, what's it on Apple where you can see people? FaceTime. FaceTime. My mom can't do FaceTime. She can't do Skype. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and it's I've got a, a child that's very, you know, sensitive to illnesses, so I can't see him now. Yeah. 
Um, so there's a lot of impact among family. Um, you know, and the death is obviously the worst part of it. But, you know, oh, yeah. I was shocked that he said that. And I don't even know how many people in Congress believe that. Well, but, and, and I'll tell you, just mental anguish that, that I deal with going out and working in the field that I'm sure the, the police, the firefighters, the doctors, the EMT yes. are dealing with is because let's face it, a lot of these people are very selfless people, but the anxiety that they face, I bet you, is more often, what am I bringing home to my family? I'm out here, I'm serving the community, but what am I going to be bringing to my children, right. my parents, everyone else? And I bet you that occupies their time too. And, and, and it's just important for us to be cognizant of these absolute heroes who are out there working, who are out there serving our community, the stresses that they're under. I mean, I just saw, and again, maybe we should pull this up, but there was a picture out of Italy with one um, doctor or a nurse comforting another who was just sobbing on the ground. And it's just, God, the, 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 the anxiety you they know, must I deal don't, with, the I stress. honestly don't want to go to the levels that Italy has gone to. So I am very cognizant of keeping at home, making sure that we're practicing safe yeah. um, hand-washing techniques as well as even sanitizing. Before you got here, Jeff, just for your security, we sanitize, and after you leave, we're going to do the same thing. We have a clear path and entry into this house, and that's the path that we're going to maintain. Right. We have a question online from John. He's saying, um, what is it asking for in the employer section? So he's act actively filling this up. Very cool, John. For the employer um, or employee? For, he's... He's an employee and he's filling it out, filling out the unemployment portion where it says in the employer section, they're asking for the most recent start date and the last date worked um, and days in between. And he's trying to figure out what that even means. Like there are days in between of the start date and the end date. So they, one of the things is they want to calculate the 30 days. Okay. Um, so the... You know, they want to know whether he's worked at that place the 30 days. And once again, it's not 30 days from the start to end, but 30 days he's worked. So if he worked five days a week, you know, put in the Monday through Friday, Sunday through Thursday that he worked okay. uh, from the start till the end. I, I just want to remind our viewers and listeners, um, if, if you want to be uh, confidential, you don't want your name on here, my phone number is at the bottom, scrolling across the screen. That's 773-860-6397. If you see me looking on the phone, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm actively trying to read the questions that are coming in in respect and in regards to that. So please uh, um, also feel free to contact us that way. That's my cell number. I, I, I'm always available. The phone's been going off, and I'm happy to help however I can because, again, it makes me feel like I've done my part in the day. But um, you can also, like, I guess my point is you can text there if you want a response that you don't want to leave here. But what I'm loving, absolutely loving about what's happening on the right side of your screen here is that people are helping each other out. Like, uh, this is how I did this. This is, this is what works here. And I'd like to get groups going um, in the various states so we can help each other out. And if you keep me in the loop with that, too. I'll learn. So when I get another yeah. call, I so can So just to circle back guide. with John, um, it's basically the date that was in the middle for the number of days that you work from the start date to the end date. They want the date of hire because mm -hmm. that's beneficial. Um, the last day work is actually critical because that's, as we talked about, it's 
whatever the issue was at the last day to work and then the days that they worked in between. And he can articulate it as Monday through Friday since the start date. Uh, you don't need to put in vacations and holidays and all that. And I'm excited that people are actually applying on a Thursday. You have until Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday, right. Saturday, and if you apply on Sunday, uh, it doesn't start till next week. Yeah. Okay, so you get so the full get them benefit in now. of the full week if, if you do it before Saturday. Right. And okay. I would normally I would have said, you know, Saturday is going to be busy because people are home. But the truth of the matter is people are home now. So apply because you don't know whether the computer is going to be up and running, whether their website is going to be. So apply right away. Uh, one suggestion is if you try to apply and you can't, uh, toss in an application in the mail on Saturday, have it postmarked Saturday, uh, so you can at least argue that you applied this week, and this week will be your waiting period. And the other thing is, if it turns out we don't have a waiting period, it goes back to Sunday, and this week is going to be your week for payment. Yep. So if you're online now in Illinois and you apply and we don't have a waiting period, you start getting your uh, wages for this week. Yeah. I think that's important enough to make note of here so anyone joining now can, can realize um, don't leave the money on the table. If you're entitled to it, you've paid into it, start it right away and the deadline for that is... Well, before Saturday? Uh, before Sunday. Sunday. Before Midnight Sunday. Saturday. Okay. Right. And this is, this is why they need to listen to your show right from the beginning. I know, right? Well, and we will, uh, well, it's not even our show. It's just the comments on the side right. where people are helping each other out. And, of course, the right. expertise you've brought. And one of the things is, so if you worked Monday and then you were laid off on Tuesday um, and we don't have the waiting period, you will receive your weekly benefit amount from last Sunday but you have to claim the wages you received on Monday. Uh, and the, as long as it's not half of the amount of your weekly benefit amount, it's less than half the amount of your weekly benefit amount, you get to keep that. It doesn't impact your weekly benefit amount. So if you get $500 in a weekly benefit amount and you receive $100 for working on Monday, because that's less than the two fifty, you'll get to keep that hundred dollars. So you'll have six hundred dollars to use for your family to care to buy toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Okay, we all need more of that. Which is or still not available in the stores. Many, many, many other things. Um, food, for example. Um, you know, again, if you have surplus of food, canned foods, non-perishables. Um, reach out to your local depository or food pantry. Some of them are doing porch pickups. So as long as you keep it outside in a marked container, they will come and pick it up for you. So go ahead and reach out to those. Um, there are certain schools like Lyle School District who is um, actually setting up a place where um, their students are able to pick up breakfast and lunches. Um, on Thursdays, they get to pick up two for the, for the remainder of the week. We also have uh, senior citizen programs where um, people are relying on meals that are delivered to them. So if you have the time and you have the knowledge and the know-how um, to deliver meals, this is actually the time that you can come together and set that up. Um, there are safe practices um, that these organizations have in place, so you are not 
get in contact with anything that you don't want to. So they provide gloves, they provide the safe distance and all of that. So make sure that, um, you know, if you are able-bodied and you can help, go ahead and help. Uh, when you become an essential part of the network, helping us through this pandemic, that means the world. And especially coming here, Jeff, you're you're really making our day here today. Well, and that's a good point because the canned products, there's plenty of canned products. So if you have too much, it would certainly help that person who was just getting enough money every day to make it through, who now with just losing work for one day, the first day they can't afford to eat, they're barely getting by, you know, donate whatever extra canned products you have, whatever you have, because um, there's going to be plenty. They're saying they're, the whole logistics of supplying the grocery stores is going to be fine. Sarah, I'm getting some uh, requests for my email. Could you just punch up my uh, sit there um, for any follow-up questions? I also got to say in terms of uh, helping people out, we were talking about canned foods. Also, um, we were talking about this yesterday. A lot of the people in the restaurants are currently, um, have, you know, they may not be hostesses, waiters, greeters anymore, but they're out there delivering food. A lot of small businesses, small restaurants are letting people do this. So, you know, if you can call, order that food, put the money back in the economy. There's a lot of people out there who are trying to make it through this time. And, and if you can order that meal, you're helping out that restaurant. You're helping out people. But actually, if you could just punch it up as a, C, as a graphic right there sure. so um, people know how to get in touch. Yeah, I think, you know, make sure um, to tip those people because I don't know what they're, you know, those that are in the service industry most of their income is based on tips, so I don't know if they're working in the restaurant still what they're going to be receiving, whether they're going to be receiving the $2.27 an hour, assuming that the remaining about is in tips. So we need to take care of those people that absolutely are you know, struggling, and this isn't their fault. It's, it's a I mean, situation it's, we all find ourselves in that yes. we're learning, I mean... It's every day is new. Every day is new. It's like now I get these notifications from the different news agencies, and I'm like, oh, my God, what now? Because it just it, it hasn't been good news for a bit, but but we're going to get there. We're going to – there's going to be those stories coming out of the heroes. There's going to be the stories about the compassionate people who are doing right. the right thing. There's going to be stories like what we're seeing right on the side of the screen here with people helping each other out with what they know. I mean, good always comes – when the darkest moment looks like it's upon well, us. Well, and, you know, thank you to those people that are helping other people out. I mean, that is, you know, the critical part of the United States is those that help out. It's um, So thank you. A big shout out to everyone. What little you can volunteer. If you know just a little, that's certainly helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we punched my email up there. I've gotten some uh, re requests for it. Uh, feel free to put me on there with anyone else who might have some questions that they want answered so we can keep track of them. And if someone has a resource, feel free to send that my way too so I can help other people through this process. Because we've seen here a couple of questions. People had the same question and they were able to answer it amongst themselves. So we want to get in the habit of, hey, at the end of the day, you know, we're all learning as we go. The more people we have to teach each other, the better we're going to do. We're going to find tricks that work. We're going to find ways to go about this, and we're going to be better for it. Right, and this is new. 
So no one has any experience how to handle this whole situation. The I mean, roadmap it as we go along, like uh, those trepid explorers of uh, years yonder. Right. I, I actually I just saw someone was on a um, river rafting trip for 21 days, and they they ended their trip. I think it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. They heard about the coronavirus before they left, and they come back. And our, their whole world is completely different. Yeah. It's in 21 days. Look at how much has changed. And some areas are shelter in place now. Yes. You know, and they've been on this mm -hmm. uh, rafting trip and not realized they have no communication with the rest of America. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just a really interesting story when they're coming back and they're going, no, really? Well, yeah. I tell you, I think if I went on a rafting trip for 21 days, I'd expect to come home to a pissed off wife, but nothing else. So, I mean, I don't, my wife would be happy if I was gone for 21 days. <laughs> it depends. It yeah. depends. No. I've been asking for extra shifts ever since, because like we said, the whole family, sometimes you get a, but uh, no, you're absolutely right. It's just the world is changing and uh, in a very rapidly changing situation. Um, I always think a, a, a mark of, um, Gosh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. There's a lot of information to get out there, and we just got to get that information out there, whether it's with experts like yourself, um, peer sharing here. We encourage it all. And let's see what works. Let's see what doesn't work and, and learn from it. Yeah, and you actually reminded me, the two of you, that I need to shout out to Heidi to thank her for letting me be on uh, the, the show tonight. So thanks, both of you. I think we all owe her. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> Thank you, Heidi. Um, Heidi will be mad when she finds out I've given your personal home phone number for no, questions no. at 20. So we don't have a personal home phone number. It's just my cell phone. So she won't care. <laughs> <laughs> then whose number did I give? We, we got rid of a landline, I want to say like four or five years ago. Really? We don't. We don't have landlines anymore, Raza. You must have been on that rafting trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah's a little older than me, so she oh. remembers things I don't. My <laughs> mother-in-law, she still has a landline. Oh yeah. Yes, it's uh, that's how we contact her. She does have a cell phone, but she rarely uses it. Well, I I showed or what was it? I played a YouTube song with the old busy tone, tone the dial oh, yeah. tone, and I'm like Myra, that's her seven-year-old Myra. What's this? And she's like, no idea. And I was just like, wow, it's just something that's so yeah. nostalgic to us in a bad way. I mean, yeah. no one wanted to hear that business. Well, I can go through a it's whole like list of stuff thing, you know what that, I mean? that you don't know anything about. It's yeah. so, I mean, from the telephones I grew up with was that you turned it. It was a pulse styling. Oh, gosh, I remember those. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. We're all entering a stage. That's the one thing that's going to unite us. We're all entering a stage where we have no previous recollection of how to deal with it. Right. Myra was actually telling me she's what first grade. She was telling second. me second grade. So she was telling me uh, a, a second uh, or a third grader uh, just above me was telling me that he saw this once and this is what happened. And I find myself in a situation. I'm like, I'm taking notes. What this third grader say because. <laughs> You know, this is so new to all of us that we're all kind of learning from each other. Well, there's there's shows and movies on situation like this. Um, That's the only preparation I've had is some of those. Uh, gosh, you know, I, I, it was a beautiful day. What was it yesterday? And I come out and I'm like, wow, I thought it would be a little more asteroid out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like it's just kind of redefined everything, but stuff that we've always. You know, now, now that I think about it, we've had some preparation 
for something like this in the 2000 remember when we were going to have the 2k and the world was going to end oh yeah people were stocking up on stuff they're preparing can i tell you what a disappointment y2k was i had a bunch of if uh some of my viewers will remember this blockbuster i had a bunch of late fees in blockbuster <laughs> and i was like this is gonna wipe that slate clean and i come in the next day and they're like you owe and i'm like Damn it, that Y2K let me down. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I was at a friend's house for a party, and I'm a licensed electrician, never practiced it professionally. So right before it's going to strike midnight, I go into the basement, I find the breaker box, and as they're counting down five, four, three, two, one, I told them, turn off the main power to the <laughs> whole house. Everything shuts down, the lights, the refrigerator, and all of a sudden, there's complete silence for about five <laughs> seconds. They're waiting for the world to end, and then I flip it back on. <laughs> You're like, surprise! No. You know what? IT always prepares for this. We always have a disaster recovery plan every single time that we put something in place. So anytime that there's DR, we don't wait for Y2K. I think Y2K was one of those days when we had to kind of think outside the box and start implementing disaster recovery. So as far as IT goes, as far as other organizations go, we always have that kind of thought in the back of our mind that says, God forbid, coronavirus well, happens and the entire city shuts down. How are we going to continue to provide these services? So we're not totally out of, um, you know, we're not. Well, we're when not you say totally we, though, like, look at the courthouses. All they can do is just close down. They should have had some technology mm -hmm. on what to do with if something happens at the courthouse. You know, courthouses can burn down. There could be all sorts well, of things that happen. Don't even get me started on the courthouses. The fact that I cannot bring my cell phone into the courthouse in this day and age, that's, that's a little weird. I understand the respect for privacy, what needs to happen, where videography can or cannot take place. But there are technologies that will shut down your cell phone where it doesn't allow you to kind of stream and it doesn't allow you to do that. So, you know what? Long story short, we are going to get better. We are going to get right. far more resilient and we are going to start implementing a couple different technologies, especially in our education system, in our libraries, in our schools. And I really do hope whoever that we put into those places who are making those budgets, who are going to be setting up that infrastructure in our courts, will will keep technology up at the forefront and right. not think about it as an afterthought. Yeah, because it's the public's courthouse. All right. You know what? We are at 732. I just want to remind everybody that uh, Raza's email address, his cell phone is listed here. Yeah, just punch it right um, up. Just punch it right up. As and and, and well give as we Jeff's personal to... uh, phone number. <laughs> and, uh... It's my business number, and you can call 24 <laughs> hours a day, seven days a week. Um, so, I mean, thank you again for just... Um, what was that number again? 331-222-9529. Yeah, feel free to call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I mean, uh, the advice you've given has just been instrumental, not only for our, our, our friends here in Illinois, but in various states who you've been able to give. And thank you for answering these questions. Uh, so these questions will remain here so you can walk down and see some of the answers we've been able to resolve here. Um, and you can always go ahead and reach out to, uh, to us through Facebook, as well as email as well as our phone numbers, now that they're all public. <laughs> so thank you so much again. Whoa, 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 whoa. just oh. want to...
Uh, okay, no, I, I think we're good. Oh. <laughs> uh, we had we, we had a friend who I was going to uh, pop online here right now, but uh, maybe guess, we'll save that for another day. I guess he got his question answered. You know what? Um, Easter is right around the corner. We are practicing a lot of different um, ways of uh, constraint following lunch, right? Some of, some of my friends out there. So um, think of this as one of the ad, most adverse way of practicing some of those, right? So, and uh, I hope the next time I see you guys, you are going to have a happy Easter. Thank no. you.